Welcome, I'm Olivia Hall, and this is Reprint, your in-depth look at stories you need to know from the Temple News' print edition. On today's episode, we will talk with Temple News' features editor about a new club advocating for reproductive health affordability. But first, we speak with the Temple News' assistant opinion editor, Molly Fesk, about why students should not have classes on election day. Hello, Molly. Thank you again for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. So to start, as always, could you give a brief summary about your piece? Yeah, for sure. So I was actually put in contact with a student here at Temple. His name is Jared Goldberg. He is a senior political science major, and he actually drafted this petition. Uh, He's gotten over 4,000 people sign it, and it's essentially just calling for the university to cancel classes on election day and then also provide other resources as well to help students get to the polls help the community get to the polls and help students get more involved with uh, civic engagement and volunteering but there's a lot of reasons why we kind of should have election day as a national holiday we do have stuff like mail-in ballots but you know they they run on strict deadlines so if you miss that deadline you're unable to vote. So what do you do? You have to go in person. Um, So just giving everyone the day off, um, making it a national holiday is obviously like kind of the end goal. But um, I mean, this country has been around forever. And like, we've seen no change in, you know, when our election day is what day of the week it is, it's always that Tuesday. Um, So it's just kind of asking the university to kind of grant us that right to kind of respect like their mission statement in helping students uh, get to these opportunities to vote and to, of course, volunteer and just participate in general. And what inspired you to write about this? Yeah, so I've always really been involved in politics. At one point, I was a political science major. Um, I was super interested in it when I was in high school. I used to write a lot about uh, politics for my school newspaper. Um, And I was just like, have always been super into it. And I've always found it incredibly frustrating that we don't have election day off. So I do think that is just like important to give people this day off because for a lot of people, um, you know, minimum wage jobs in particular, it's not just like a nine to five where you're working that set schedule during the day. And unfortunately, a lot of polls do not really extend their hours they're open usually from about 7 a.m to 8 p.m so you know you think of like child care uh you know larger families um or you just kind of have like an awkward schedule it makes it really hard to find that time to carve out to go and vote and we're also kind of facing a period of time too where like a lot of the these like polls were on like a shortage of workers. So they don't have a lot of people working as they normally would. So these lines are getting incredibly long. People are waiting a while to just vote in general. So even going on like your lunch break or um, on like a break that you have throughout the day can just sometimes not be, not be feasible because it's, you know, you're waiting in line, you have to travel to get to your district, et cetera. So I do think that like it is, it's a whole thing. And I've definitely been like always thinking about why is this not a national holiday in general? Like my pretty much my whole life, like I've always found it super interesting that it's not. And then um, Jared kind of came out with this petition and I was like, Oh, this is so cool. And um, it seems like something that the school could definitely do um, in the future. So I 
was deeply inspired kind of by him, but this has been something that I feel like I've thought of for a really long time as well. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's interesting talking to other students that go to different um, colleges, universities in Philadelphia. Some of them have off. It's super interesting. Like my mom's a teacher and even though they're doing like voting in her school, she can't vote in the school. And she like, I don't know, it's like super interesting. Like she can't vote at the school that she works at, even though it's like down the road from us and they still have to work while like the polls are open. Like it's just so wow. random, like literally just like close the school for the day. Um, but I used to, when I was in high school, I volunteered for like the the Tom Melanowski campaign and I believe that he was a congressman. I don't know, this was kind of a while ago. So this is when I was in high school, but he was a congressman that was running. And one of the big things that we had to do was that final push um, between the window of mail-in and absentee ballots closing and in-person election coming up where we were doing a kind of like final push and like elevated rate of canvassing because we were trying to get those people that might have missed their deadline to go out and still vote at the polls since it is a struggle to really get people to go. Yeah. So let's get into this. Why should students have election day off? What are the reasons you talk about? Yeah. Um, so the first thing is just about being civically engaged and just kind of uh, fulfilling your civic duty. Um, we have a right in this country to to vote. And I think that all students should exercise that right. Um, you know, we have this responsibility to our democracy to go out, enlighten ourselves, educate, our, educate ourselves on these candidates and then go out and vote on um, who we believe is the best candidate. That's kind of like the boiled down version of it, but it's our civic duty to do it. And um, I think a lot of students just kind of forget and kind of think it's like only big when there's a presidential election, but we have these local smaller elections. Like we have the um, governor race this year for Pennsylvania. And then next year we'll have the uh, Philadelphia mayoral race. So there's a lot of big elections coming up. And then of course, 2024 will come up. So just practicing your voting in, you know, all different types of elections. It's super important because, um, each election, like it's going to affect you personally in some kind of way. Um, so that's obviously kind of like one thing that students can do. And then another thing is also like volunteering as well. There's tons of different ways to get involved. Um, you can volunteer for like Rock the Boat and, or not Rock the Boat, Rock the Vote. And um, you can go out and get signatures, get people to register, get people to transfer their address. So their um, voter registration reflects like their student living and versus like where they live um, at home so they can vote in Philadelphia. Um, so you can help volunteer for them, um, or you can go and actually register and apply to be a poll worker. In Philadelphia, it is paid, and they did actually end up giving like an increased wage to any poll workers this upcoming election season. So that's also something that students should do as well. And a lot of students that do already do that, they then have to get like an excuse from classes, which is something like we want to work towards. Um, you know, having classes off so people can go and like work that whole day or volunteer that whole day. It's super important, you know, so people aren't working around their schedules or, you know, they have that free time to go and do um, what they need to do on election day. And do you believe students would take the opportunity to go to the polls or just ignore election day if classes were canceled? 
Yeah, it's definitely like a hard, it's a hard medium because I feel like for a lot of kids growing up, me included, I used to have election days off or they might have just been for the big elections. I'm not 100% sure, but I used to have elections, election days off in high school and in uh, elementary school and middle school. So for me, it was always like a free day when I was younger. But now that I've turned 18, I, you know, am able to vote. I have been for a couple of years. It really has kind of changed the focus for me as it's like, okay, well, I have this you know, free day, or this is the day where I know that I need to go and vote and I need to go and do this. And I make sure I'm like prepped and ready to go. Um, I'm researching the candidates, thinking about who I want to vote for, thinking about what's on the ballot for, you know, that election season. So, I mean, although most of us have grown up with um, that day off, I do feel like people are registered. Most people are. And kind of going out to vote, it just is kind of one of those things where it's also now like a social aspect as well. Um, I mean, like a lot of my friends, like I know we're all going to go and hand in our ballots together because a bunch of my friends got mail-in ballots. So that's something that we're all going to go do. Um, so there's also like a social element to it as well, um, going with like people in your classes. And then something that uh, Goldberg's petition actually focuses on is Temple providing transportation for students as well, which I think could definitely work in to this, if students did have that day off, all they'd really have to do is just kind of show up to campus and like take a bus to the polls. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if that is something that happens, but I definitely do feel like it's up to the student. But um, I mean, personally, I could see myself going out and uh, voting on election day and being a lot more involved in volunteering and all that if I did have the day off. Let's look at how one organization is combating period poverty. In the United States, roughly one in four people who menstruate are not able to afford period products. However, period is determined to make menstrual products accessible to everyone. I'm here with the Temple News' feature editor, Mariam Rizwan, to talk about the organization and their mission. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Okay, so to start, can you give a quick summary about your article? Um, all right, so for this print production, I wrote an article um, about Period, which is a period poverty advocacy club that's new to Temple. Um, it comes from a larger parent organization um, by the name of Period. That's a national um, organization. So a couple of students at the Temple decided to start their own chapter. Um, and essentially, my article just talked about the process um, of how they got the club started at Temple, some of their goals, their mission, um, and just some of the things that they're just hoping to accomplish throughout the school year to help combat period poverty on campus and within the Philadelphia community. And how did you find out about this club and why did you decide to report about it? Um, so I am in an intro communications class um, with Dr. Scott Gratson and one of the students um, in my course uh, started talking about the club and she was just like, yeah, like, you know, I just joined this club. It's called period. And I guess she was just sharing it with the class. And I personally um, did some research on period poverty back in high school. So it was a, uh, it was a topic that I was really passionate about. Um, and I've done some period drives back in high school. I used to donate to some of like the local shelters in my town. Um, 
So when she started talking about it, I was like, this is so cool. And especially in Philly, the fact that like period poverty is so pervasive like within the community but it's not talked about and one of the reasons it's not talked about is because it doesn't necessarily affect everyone like period poverty affects people who bleed and that's not just women that is also like people in the trans community the queer community but it's just something that's not talked about and there's like a huge stigma behind periods it's considered like dirty there's like this this whole cultural phenomenon where like people just feel uncomfortable talking about like menstruation um so when she started openly talking about it in the class I was like this is so cool like Temple Nudes needs to talk about this and we need to share this like with the Temple community um especially because it is a new club that started this semester I'm sure a lot of people don't know about it yet um could you give a little more details of what is period and what do they do um so like I mentioned before period is an advocacy club um, that's new to Temple and essentially their biggest goal right now is to stock up the bathrooms on Temple's campus with menstrual hygiene products. Um, so right now, as far as we know, um, Tyler and Klein are the only bathrooms on campus that do have menstrual hygiene products provided in the bathrooms. Um, and that's not even from the university itself that comes from the school um, or like the college. So they're really trying to push for um, stocking up all of the bathrooms, both um, gender neutral bathrooms, uh, women's bathrooms, men's bathrooms, every bathroom um, with menstrual hygiene products. Um, And that's basically what they've been doing. They've been hosting um, drives and like hosting bake sales to raise money in order to buy menstrual hygiene products. Um, They did have a rally um, yesterday for period action day or in honor of period action day. And they're really just trying to get their presence to be known within the temple community um so yeah so why is it important that period is here and what they are doing i think it's important especially at a school like temple because as we know we've literally like taken over north philly you know and uh, i feel like people don't want to talk about it but it's true um the university itself has taken up so much of the community and taken so much from the community. So I think that this is an issue that not only affects students at Temple, but people who live around Temple's campus, right? And I think that, again, like going back to the stigma behind periods, people don't want to talk about it, right? And if people don't want to talk about it, we kind of have to force people to talk about it. So if there is a club on campus that's basically advocating for menstrual hygiene it's kind of in everyone's face now it's like now the the conversation has to be had that um people aren't able to afford pads and tampons and that's literally what period poverty is right like not being able to afford pads and tampons not being able to have proper access to pads and tampons and it's really crazy because food stamps ebt you can't get pads and tampons with any of those like with any government assistance so it's like you can get a pumpkin this fall at the grocery store, but you can't get pads and tampons with that food stamp. And I think that's really like the big message here, right? It's like, there's just so many gaps in like, within this issue. And I think that this is a really great start. You know, it's getting people to talk about it. It's getting people to be like, okay, like, why is this happening? Why are so many people suffering? And how can students get involved? How can they help out? Or could they even be become a part of the organization? 
Yeah. So um, I'm actually in the group me for period. And every day there's new additions into this group me. So there's definitely so many ways for students to get involved. Um, their period does have an Instagram account. So honestly, my biggest suggestion for any student is to DM the account, um, talk to any of the eboard members, ask them how you can get involved, um, get the link for the group me and join the group me because they're always posting all the events that they're going to be um, hosting all the events they're going to be hosting. They're always asking for student volunteers to run the bake sales, help with donations. Um, and even for this period packing party, you know, they're discussing dates on what works for everyone to be able to help um, package all of the products. So there's plenty of ways for students to get involved. I think it's just a matter of getting in contact with some of the organizers. Um, you know, I had the pleasure of speaking with Alina Abbasi and, and Jennifer Nago. Um, both the co-founders for period at temple um and they've been super helpful super passionate um so yeah and lastly what is your biggest takeaway from reporting about period so i think periods are a sensitive topic and this was one of my first times in my like personal experience reporting on something that I really wanted to be careful um, with being inclusive. And I think that's a really big conversation that needs to be had is that periods aren't something that just affect women. And I think that in everything that I've read, um, the word woman tends to be used a lot. And it's always like, oh, period poverty affects, you know, 60% of women or period poverty. Don't quote me on these stats, by the way, but like period poverty, like affects all of these women and low income women. And women. and I think that my biggest takeaway would have to have been like learning to take a step back and looking at who does period poverty affect really? And how can I make this as inclusive as possible so that it's reaching a larger audience? Because people that are reading this article they they want to they want to be able to understand that this is not an issue that just affects women right and i think that's one of the reasons why the conversation doesn't isn't being had is because people think it only affects 50% of the population which is not true at all right and yeah i think that would be my biggest take- takeaway from reporting i think it was just kind of like how do i make this reach a larger audience how can i be as, as inclusive as possible and how can i make such a sensitive topic um, be understood by the masses and especially by people that don't believe that don't menstruate right because that's not that everyone is reading this so how can they understand what a big issue this is and how many people it affects when they don't go through it themselves yeah thank you so much everyone check out periods instagram get involved and thank you for joining me today thank you so much for having me Thank you so much to our reporters, Molly and Miriam, for joining us. You can find the articles in yesterday's print issue of The Temple News and on our online site at temple-news.com. Be sure to check out the podcast on Spotify and The Temple News website. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Olivia Hall, podcast editor for The Temple News, and see you next time on Reprint.